Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part two of Gypsy Rose Blanchard and her Munchausen mommy murder. Munchausen mommy. Murder. Murder. The murder. The Oh my God, I was talking like that the other day. I can't remember why. I said something and I started stumbling, so I just started doing the fruity fur. And the family fruit pinto. And I was like, we saw that guy at Comic-Con and the kids are like, who? I was like, the fucking chef, man. Fruity fur. And they're like, what chef? I'm like, Tyler got a picture with him. And you guys knew who he was. And they're like, huh? Because the chef had stopped Tyler and he was like, can I get a picture with her? I was the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man yesterday and got a picture with her. Can I get another one today? And I was like, sure. And they all knew who he's like with Miss Piggy. I was like, what the fuck, guys? The food pinto. Root the fruit. If you guys want to check us out on social media, you can find us on Facebook, ageofradio.org slash color me dead. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow gory underscore Nikki on Instagram or color me dead angel, those are our private accounts. Otherwise, look for color me dead podcast and color me dead podcast groups. Yeesh, do that. Okay. If you want to donate to our perch, our Patreon, if you want to... <laughs> Or if you want to donate to our Patreon. If you want to donate to the Patreon. The Patreon. If you want to donate to our Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash colormedeadpodcast. And you'll find us. There's different tiers. They range from $1 to $75. And thank you to all of our Patreons who currently subscribe to our shit. For $1, you get stickers and you get your episodes ad-free. So if you don't like the fucking ads... Give us a dollar a month. Give me a dollar. Just know that we appreciate every single one of you. Every cent ever spent means a lot to us. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. A big, big thank you to our examinators. Just remember, from here on out, any perks, 90 days, that's when they're going to get sent. Um, it also tells you that in the welcoming message. It'll tell you that on our opening shit. And the thank you note. After. And the thank you note. Um, but if you just want to get some of our merch, which also helps us out like a little bit, a little bit, you can go to colormedeadpod.threadless.com. If you want to mail us some goodies, if you want to send us a treat, if you want to send us a fuck off, do it to P.O. Box 1610, Vernal, Utah, 84078. I want you guys to know that we work very hard on our episodes and we write our episodes with a lot of effort and a lot of time. Um, there are some things that are copy pasted from Wikipedia, but we always quote that. We always say that. We try to quote, but it is a big deal right now in the podcast community that you sort your sizes. Sort your sizes. Sort your sizes. That's how you know that we didn't steal that because we said (laughs) sort your sizes. And so now it's ours. It's no longer someone else's. Okay. Just so you know, you can watch the documentary on HBO called Mommy Dead and Dearest. 
There are interviews by on 2020. You can check out the Springfield newsletter, the act on Hulu, which is dramatized. There are some articles pulled from Oxygen Killer Couples and Women's Magazine. Um, and we actually have the... There's one from thoughtcatalog.com that you can get. But if you guys want to go and Google, you can Google and find all the same shit that I found. If it is not quoted, it's, a, it's an original thought out of our brain. Ooh. Okay. That was a... I'm not sure where I was going with that, but... It sounded somewhat <laughs> Russian. Whatever. I don't know. So you want a quick recap? Well, too fucking bad. I don't feel like it. Go listen. Just kidding. Just kidding. Gypsy Rose, if you are new to this, and if you are, you've been living under a fucking rock, and that's unfortunate. Gypsy is a victim of Munchausen by proxy, otherwise known as the fictitious disorder imposed on self or by proxy or on proxy. For years, her overbearing and psychopath mother has been forcing medical procedures and medicines into Gypsy. This has been going on for over a decade. As time progresses, excuse me. As time progresses, Gypsy becomes more and more resentful and independent. She coerces a young man that she met online to travel to her home in Missouri to rid her of her mother by killing her mom, Dee Dee. Dee Dee. Dee Dee. So that she can finally be free. And he does. They flee, but only for a short period before they're apprehended and taken into custody. Now, both Gypsy and her online boyfriend, now boyfriend in real life, Nick Godajohn, confess pretty quickly to the lurid details of the murder. So how did authorities come to find the body and apprehend the two? Well, now we will tell you. And how did they know how to find the young pair of lovers? slash killers sit right back and enjoy yourself true crime part two of gypsy rose and munchausen mommy how many of you maniacs are aware just of just how much info you can yank off facebook or instagram <laughs> well being a facebook stalker myself <laughs> <laughs> you can tell when a person is active you can tell where they posted it from whether it was an iphone an android a laptop and the actual exact location city and state unless you go into your settings and turn that shit off Unless you are clever, you submit a wealth of voluntary info unto everybody else on social media. This is exactly how Gypsy and Nick were collected from Wisconsin. After fleeing Missouri on a Greyhound bus, Gypsy and Nick wondered how long it would be before her mother's corpse was discovered. In the series The Act, it shows a frantic gypsy trying to figure out a way to have her mother's body discovered so that she could return to the home built for them are built for her and her mother in Missouri, because remember we talked about their, their Habitat for Humanity home that was built for them. She'd been struggling to get comfortable in the home of the Gold Goldammer's home. Uh, she desperately seeks a way to alert authorities to her corpse in the hopes of returning and living in the house. Go to John tells her that they cannot call the cops, but he suggests that they can make a Facebook post of sorts to air out their murder. The two connect, or nope, the two concoct a post that creates a stir to go and help Dee Dee. How accurate this portrayal is, uh, we don't fucking know. But remember that Go to John has an IQ of 82. Yes. Yeesh. Um, he was a very simple individual and he did test on the um, autism spectrum. Mm. So. In an interview after the fact on 2020, Gypsy said she wrote the post herself. 
She said, I couldn't stand the thought. This is a quote. I couldn't stand the thought of her just there because what happens if it would have taken months to find her? So I wanted her found so she could have a proper burial. Essentially, she hoped that the post would have caused enough concern among friends and family. They would alert the police. Well, it did exactly what Mm -hmm. it was intended to do. Some friends... Some family friends saw the post and they went to the house concerned about Dee Dee. Police found her body that night and they were able to trace the IP address of the Facebook post to Nick Godajohn's house. Quote, it would come in times of happiness, little spurts of happiness, but I would have a breakdown or start crying or feeling remorse and guilt. And at the same time, also missing her worrying about what, what I had done. She's gone, said Gypsy. This is a quote from Nick. I felt horrible about it. When me and her were in the hotel room, she just kept telling me, stop crying, stop crying. There's no reason to cry. It was my idea. It wasn't yours. In a 2020 exclusive interview from jail, he also said that Gypsy had comforted him about it. He said that he had prayed once he got there and he tried to get her mother's soul to forgive him. He said he went through with the plan because he wanted to protect Gypsy and he wanted to rescue her from her mother, which I will agree that Gypsy did, in fact, need to be rescued from Dee Dee. Absolutely. He said, I did what I did because I loved her, and I really wanted a life with her. I really did. That's right, boys. And girls. And girls. They inadvertently fucked themselves over by using Facebook to alert people to the fact that Dee Dee's rotting body was in the house. Gypsy says... That she just wanted her mother discovered. Go to Jean said Gypsy wanted to go home. The pair did take to Facebook. They logged in to the mother-daughter shared Facebook account where Gypsy authored a post reading, That bitch is dead. You can still look it up. By the by, if you look up D-E-E space G-Y-P space B-L-A-C-H-R-D. It's D-Gyp Blanchard on Facebook. You will see the original post made June 14th, 2015 at 3.32 p.m. Jesus True Christ. story. The, the, it's still up. I've seen it with my own ties. My own tiest eyes. Um, there were several people who immediately responded to this. And they were asking, like, oh, my gosh, you guys must be watching a movie. Or did your Facebook get hacked? And, of, you know, of course, when you see things like that. Because Dee Dee was not a terse or vulgar woman. Mm-mm. And neither was Gypsy. Um, A follow-up comment was made on the thread that was authored by Gypsy that stated, and I quote, I fucking slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet, innocent daughter. Her scream was so fucking loud, LOL. And that was at 3.49 p.m. Of course, like you do. Like you do. Like you do. Neighbors and friends flock to Dee Dee and Gypsy's house, and they're furiously concerned about finding the mother and the daughter, prompting calls that went unanswered to the home in Springfield. And since none of us are capable of minding our own goddamn business not right. not nope. none of us i don't give a fuck if you say you do you don't not nobody not know how <laughs> nobody do the yard soon fills with people they're banging on the door they're trying to peek through windows and they're calling the police while it was not unusual for the blanchards to make unscheduled visits to the hospital and be gone for long periods of time the nissan cube that had been modified to hold gypsy's wheelchair was still in the driveway so neighbors and onlookers start trying to you know peek through those windows and catch a glimpse of anything however this is the deal because they were unsuccessful for two reasons there was a screen protectant film that obstructed their view and Dee Dee kept like window treatments 
So blinds, curtains, and she mm-hmm. also, she like had a habit of keeping things in the windowsill to obstruct the view. Now she did this because as Gypsy grew more and more de- like independent and she was like getting up out of her wheelchair, walking around the house or whatever, she didn't want people seeing that. You yeah. know what I mean? That's going to blow their whole fucking story out of the water. Or probably so that they didn't see her beer. <clears throat> that too. Excuse me. Anytime that she was manhandling Gypsy or punishing her, she didn't want anybody to see that either. Because she was probably standing at the same time too. God knows. Who knows? Well. Uh, when the police did arrive, they were still... they. Okay, so here's the here's the gig. They have no reason to enter this home, correct? Yeah. All right. So they're waiting on a warrant. They have to have a probable cause, something to enter this home. And seeing a Facebook post and people not answering their door, it's not enough, okay? Not legally. Well, while they're still awaiting this warrant to get into the home, the police did, however, grant access through a window to a neighbor. They were like, hey, if you can get if you can get in that window... So they found one. They found one window that was unlocked, okay? And they're like, you know what? Fuck it. We know that you guys are neighbors. If you can get through that window, take a look around. They were like, go ahead. Well, David Blanchard, no relation by the by. Blanchard, just so y'all know, is a pretty common surname. Surname for Southern folk. Anyway, David Blanchard took through the unlocked window to snoop around. What shocked David the most? All three of... Gypsy's wheelchairs were in the house. Nothing had been disturbed. There were no signs of forced entry. A struggle had not been likely, and Gypsy was gone. The police, as well as the neighbors, were baffled. Kim and David Blanchard feared the very worst for Gypsy. She was never out of her chair. How could she be? She couldn't walk. Hmm? <laughs> they began to panic and cry over the thought that someone had literally drugged Gypsy from the little pink house. I have a fun insert right here. Um, do you know how long it took me to realize that the neighbor in the act was also in big love? Yeah. I could Chloe. not make the connection. I was like, what the fuck have I seen her in? I know her from God. several different things. But yeah, she her name is Chloe Savani. God damn it. Why can I never say that last name? Chloe Savani. 70? 70. Maybe it's that. Anyway, somebody knows and they're correcting me right now. Fuck you guys. Right. <laughs> I think it's... 70 any whatever we're doing this for your entertainment you know what okay get fucked um (laughs) she was in the movie kids when it came out she's the little girl that gets aids from telly and then gets raped by casper and then she was also in big love Mm -hmm. she was in the act she's been in several movies but those are like the ones that people are like where do i know her from yeah i kept doing that and i was like oh And then finally I was like, oh, I got it. And I was going to text you. I was like, she already knows. (laughs) I can guarantee it. (laughs) So I didn't text you. Um, When the warrant, nope. When the search warrant was finally issued and executed, police found the body of Dee Dee Blanchard, 48, in her bed, stabbed to death. All who knew the Blanchards feared the worst. Even if Gypsy had not been harmed, they believed she would be helpless without her wheelchair, medications, and support equipment like the oxygen tanks and the feeding tube. Did anybody, I didn't see anything, but you watched more than I did. Did anybody ever talk about her going on, like, having withdrawals from all the medicine after she bailed? No. Withdrawal. And I don't, so, 
depending on what kind of medicine she was actually like, you're not going to have withdrawals from. Wasn't she on pain meds a lot though? Mm-mm. So like most of the drugs that, um, Dee Dee had been putting in her were like, um, treatments for leukemia, multiple sclerosis, like autoimmune suppressants, like high doses of shit like that, or like anti-seizure medicine. She was taking a lot of benzos, like Xanax, Valium. Okay. And you can have withdrawal from that. You can have horrible withdrawal from that. Um, I don't know if she was also taking painkillers, but I know that she was taking Xanax. Xanax, like a motherfucker. I don't know it like from what from what I remember from watching, the that it, it was never discussed that I can recall. That doesn't necessarily make it fucking true. Aaliyah Woodmancy was standing on the lawn among the masses who had gathered and took the opportunity to tell the police about the online boyfriend that Gypsy had told her about. She had the Facebook post printed and ready to give to authorities. She had his name, which was all the police needed to locate and use the IP address of the Facebook post to find them. A GoFundMe had been created shortly after to help cover funeral expenses for Dee Dee and possibly Gypsy. Monday, June 15th, 2015, SWAT in Waukesha would execute the raid that would collect Nicholas Polico to John and Gypsy Rose. Al, how do you say her other middle name? Alcia? Alcida, I mean. Alcida. Alcida Blanchard from Big Bend, Wisconsin, on charges of murder and felony armed criminal action. The girl who plays Aaliyah is the girl from... I forgot the name of it now. The one where the about Bethany Hamilton that gets her arm bit off by a shark. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called. Calvin watched it every day when he was four. I was like, why the fuck are you torturing <clears throat> me? Why do you hate me? Why do you hate me? He thought it was great. He's like, just can I just watch the shark attack part again? I'm like, fuck. fuck why? <laughs> I don't like do it. Do you need to? <laughs> Actually, I'm that way. So I don't all like my it. kids, all of my kids are that way. They want to rewatch the scary shit. I'm like, fuck all y'all. Of course, why not? Because like you do. God, all y'all need to fuck right off. <laughs> well, okay. Of course, Dee Dee's murder and Gypsy's disappearance were front page news in Springfield. People were flocking left and right to Facebook. Like you do. I would. I'd be like, what? Fucking really? Let me go look. Like you do. To make sure that they conveyed their condolences. Tots and pears. Get them tots and pears in there. Tots and prayers. Tots and pears. Tots and pears. That actually sounds really good. (laughs) Because I'm on a diet, but tots and pears sounds like amazing. Um, But they pretty much went there to express whatever they needed to publicly. Now, there there were articles being shared about the murder and people were commenting. Like, it is nuts if you go and, like, look how harmless Dee Dee and Gypsy were. Or so they thought. Well, while the parents of 26-year-old Nick were still reeling from all of the actions that had just been taken... You know, from SWAT showing up to their house to their kid being fucking arrested, news that Gypsy had been found was a huge relief for a lot of people back in Missouri. When the news broke, Charles Goldammer made some statements on how Nick Nick and Gypsy were doing the online dating things and how they'd been doing it for years. And 
It all made sense to everybody in Springfield now, right? Case closed. <laughs> the end. The end. It was obvious that this Nick guy had taken advantage of this young disabled mer- this young disabled woman and then murdered her mom and gloated about it on Facebook. End of discussion. Right? Right. Wrong. No. Shit. Well, people started finding out more and more and the trickling info went to them and then to others. Gypsy wasn't 19. She was actually 23. What? Uh, The truth was fast emerging and it was coming out faster than people could process it. Sources were incorrectly publishing at an alarming rate. This is what I love about our world that we live in okay all right we have a little bit of information let's go publish it now now um unfortunately for us in the age of technology everybody gets a little popcorn fart of information whether it's right wrong or fucking otherwise we run and we post that shit we post it as quickly as we can mm-hmm. now whether it's accurate or accurate or but a dang, 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 ding, 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 ding. Can you say the word? Accurate. Accurate. Now, whether that information is accurate or not doesn't matter because Nobody gives a fuck. it gets people's attention. It's information. It's information. Our information highway's fucking been littered on. <laughs> <laughs> Big time. So much. Well, sources are incorrectly publishing, right? Based on the info they were being given. Okay, by those who, finger quote, knew the Blanchards. The unraveling started when people started realizing that Gypsy had been infantilized by Dee Dee and it was to garner that sympathy and the attention that yielded the freebies, okay? What? All them freebies. I would have never for my baby. known. Well, you know, from the vehicles to the transportation to the home to the trips, people are now like, holy shit. Oh, my God. And when you realize that you've been bamboozled, (laughs) people don't... Nobody likes being taken advantage of, and especially to that degree. Oh, hell no. She's... I I hate to say this, but she's probably... It's probably good that she was dead when they found out. When they found out. Dee Dee had been running a blog for Gypsy as well to further spread her lies and benefit from them. People who had come into contact with the mother-daughter duo were leaving their memories on their meetings of their meetings online, followed with statements like, I guess looks can be deceiving. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but in true, interweb sleuthing style, many rushed to investigate, 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 investigate Godijon and his stepfather, Goldhammer, for themselves, learning that they were both convicted sex offenders. Upon unearthing these little gems, more and more people were convinced that Gypsy had been coerced, tricked, and simply a victim alongside Dee Dee until the Facebook speculation started and people were buzzing about Gypsy's supposed illness, that she had no medical records for her diagnosis, that if she had leukemia, why didn't she have a port for treatments? Hmm... The pair were then extradited back to Springfield to face the music for their crimes and held on about $1 million on a million dollar bond. Bonds. Boofum. When the authorities started to make their announcements in the news, Green County Sheriff Jim Arnott, 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 started by warning the concerned community that, quote, things are not as, always as they appear. 
This would be the beginning uh, in exposing Dee Dee Blanchard for what she was, for what she really was, and Gypsy too. Gypsy had never been sick. She had always been able to walk, and Dee Dee had imposed her with all the physical force and abuse to control Gypsy. The sheriff urged people not to donate any money into any funds until further investigation could be completed and they could know the full extent of the fraud. People were shocked when Gypsy, a supposed paraplegic suffering from a muscular dystrophy, a muscular, how about just from, from muscular dystrophy, epilepsy, leukemia, and confined to a wheelchair, was arrested and charged with killing her own mother. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Do the same thing. Dun, dun, dun. Hmm. Could you imagine? Could you? Could you? Could you? I don't think so. Seeing this frail little girl walking all willy-nilly. So the people that had lived next to you for the better part of seven, eight years had been hiding behind a veil of deceit. Their visions of this ill little girl, ill little girl all innocent and sweet, completely fucking shattered. People were absolutely stunned when Gypsy made her first appearance in court because on her own, no assistance, no wheelchair, she walks into the courtroom and people are like, what? Like it reminded, like you should see people's faces because it reminds me of that little minion. What? What? Stewart. 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 <laughs> Which one of my kids called him Stewart? Stewart. So there's a quote. From Rod Blanchard, it said, I was so happy. This is her father. This one is related. I was so happy she was walking. It was all kind of mixed emotions. Big red flags, questions. I felt so stupid. If she can walk, what else have we have we been lied to about? At Gypsy and Dee Dee's house, Mike Stanfield, the public defender, uncovered shocking clues that he believed would help Gypsy's case. In a large linen closet is... Dude, and you, oh. will, you you have to you have to go and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on the HBO documentary, and mm-hmm. it's also on Twenty Twenty. Dee Dee and Gypsy's house, for for all intents and purposes, was relatively clean. Okay, but it was not kept. Meaning, it was like kind of hoarder status. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't filthy. There wasn't like cat shit on the floor or dead things in the corner, you know, or almost exactly what my house looks like right now. Right. Mine is, yeah. Okay, my house. It wasn't like filthy, but it, there was a lot of clutter. But when you open up this linen closet, what Mike Stanfield found was a number of prescription bottles, a variety of medications for gypsy, the organization of the medications. This is his quote was shocking to me because in every other area of Dee Dee's life, it appeared she had no organization or little cleanliness, except when it came to these medications. It let me know for the, from the very beginning that something was seriously wrong. You think? Now, when you open up this closet, it's like one that, it's a closet that has like the bifold doors, right? Mm-hmm. You open it and there's just shelves and shelves and rows and rows of fucking medications. Like she had a mini fucking pharmacy in her house. For fucking real. like For one person. I When they showed that, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. The amount of money sitting in that closet, because it was medications, medical supplies, durable medical equipment, you know, like for her feeding tube or her oxygen or oxygen. I mean, God damn. It was just like, for real, dude, my, my dying father, 
who's on hospice, has cancer, who's in his 80s, doesn't have that much shit in his home. Well, and my first thought was, how the fuck are we convincing this many doctors to give us this many medications? I don't know, dude. That's what I cannot, I cannot with that. I didn't know. I, I really just don't. So the sympathy for Dee Dee Blanchard started dwindling and the sympathy that had pooled around her for her murder, her murder, her murder, it's like was more... it murdy? Was it so murdy? It, it was so murdy. <laughs> sounds kind of murdy. Sounds kind of murdery to me. Mm. Well, that puddle was drying out quickly. When people started giving, like when people were given the mysterious facts surrounding her and Gypsy's life. Gypsy started disclosing all of the abuse, the medical, the the medical treatments, the abuse, the abuse, the medical treatments, the threats and isolation at the hands of her mother. Well, Dee Dee was no longer a victim of a violent murder. At that point, she's an abusive pathological liar, a sociopath, and a thief. While the charge of first degree murder, hold please, I must flip the page. Same. First degree murder can carry the death penalty under Missouri law or life without parole. The county prosecutor, Dean, pa- excuse me, Dan Patterson, soon announced he would not seek it for Gypsy or go to John, calling the case extraordinary and unusual. Initially, both a- uh, both Gypsy and Nick had pled not guilty. Ugh. Yeah. After her attorney obtained her medical records from Louisiana, he secured a plea bargain to second degree murder for Gypsy. Gypsy was so undernourished during that year that she was in county jail that he told reporters later she actually gained 14 pounds in contrast to most of his clients who lose weight in that situation. So, that's got to tell you something. Well, and she wasn't being force-fed fucking Pediasure through a goddamn feeding feeding tube. tube. She was actually eating. In July of 2015, she accepted the plea bargain agreement and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Godijan still faced the more severe charges prosecutors contended. He initiated the murder plot, and both he and Gypsy agreed that he was the only one who actually killed Dee Dee. Her plea bargain agreement did not require her to testify against him. In January of 2017, his trial was postponed when prosecutors requested a second psychiatric exam. His lawyers contended that he ha- contended that he has an intelligent quotient of 82 and is on the autism spectrum, suggested diminished capacity. He had initially waived his right to a uh, trial by jury, but changed his mind in June of that year. In December 2017, the judge set go to John's trial for November of 2018. At open arguments, prosecutors alleged that go to John had deliberated for over a year before the crime, while his lawyers pointed to his autism and said that Gypsy had formulated the crime and their love-struck client had just done as she asked. The next day, the prosecutors showed jurors the text messages, sometimes sexually explicit, that Gypsy and Godijan shared in weeks before the murder, often using various personas, as well as the knife he had used. So, in the HBO documentary, I almost said documentation. In the documentation. In the documentation I watched. 
Um, she, her, they're talking to her dad and stepmom about all of this. And they said that she said she was so innocent and she had nothing to do with this. And she promised she was innocent. And then in court, they were like, we're going to bring up the text messages. And she looked back at him and they show her face and they make it seem like it's really her face at the time. I don't know if it is or not. You know how TV do. And, but she turns around and looks at him like, oh, fuck because mm-hmm. she's lied to him and now they have all of these text messages that they're going to show to prove it and she's like fuck oh God. fuck <laughs> fuck fuckity fuck god damn it <laughs> i was like oh shit that poor kid she's like well so what had happened was is that i didn't tell you the truth well and here's the unfortunate like here's the final truth no and the Just final truth is about gypsy rose This kid has, her entire existence is manipulation, lies, coercion, and Mm -hmm. falsehoods. That's all she knows. Yeah, so that's how she's going to act. Well, like, how, what, what do you expect? And I've, I've had this conversation with people about a myriad of different situations. When you are taught and trained and coached. From a very young age to be that way, that is what you are. Mm -hmm. So should anybody have been surprised in the least that Gypsy was going to lie? No. No, because that's what she knows. That's That's how she she knows to get. That is just her way of life. It's Mm -hmm. not even to get anything. No. Like, she was raised to fucking lie. You know what I mean? And to be a cheat and a thief. And probably doesn't really understand... The right and wrong to go with it. I think that she knew at a, I think she knew at a, an older age, like you, you know, you know the difference between right and wrong. You know that lying about being ill is wrong, but you were told to do it. You know what I mean? But maybe she doesn't know the consequences because they hadn't got caught. No, there were no, that is real life. They didn't have consequences. The only person that had ever really suffered a consequence for that kind of shit is Dee Dee when she was arrested for the bad checks. But she had gotten away with heaps and mounds of shit. And wasn't Gypsy only like six when that happened? She was much younger than much that. Much younger. Okay. I knew yeah. she was small enough that she didn't really know. When Dee Dee, I want to say that when Dee Dee went to jail for that shit, she was likely about 18 months mm-hmm. to two years. I remember now. Because she was, yeah, there was the whole thing with the mom and mm-hmm. how the mom didn't take care of her right while she was in jail. Right. Yeah. I remember. So, in some of the texts, he had asked her for the sleeping details about Dee Dee's room and her sleeping habits. These were supplemented by video of his interview with the police after his arrest, where he admitted to having killed Dee Dee. Gypsy testified on the trial's third day. She said that while she indeed had suggested to Nick Godajohn that he killed Dee Dee to end her mother's abuse, she had also considered getting pregnant by him in the hope that once she was carrying his child, Dee Dee would have to accept them and she would have to let Dee Dee or she would have to let Gypsy go. Like, she wasn't going to be able to stay and be pregnant and be in a wheelchair and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's very much that, you know, that conversation that we had in the previous episode that I really just don't think that her body is viable for uh-uh. reproduction. No. I just don't. I don't know. I just, 
Even though, like, there's no way fucking Dee Dee's going to react to it how she thought she would either. No, that is likely going to end in termination of a pregnancy. But along with the knife that Gypsy eventually gave to Nick Godajohn, she started stealing baby clothes from Walmart during shopping trips so that she could go ahead with either plan. Hmm. Like, either I'm... Getting baby clothes for a baby or I've got this knife so you can stick it in my mom. <laughs> However, she said that Nick Godajohn, she said Godajohn never, to- never told her what he thought about the pregnancy plan. So I don't know that he was necessarily on board with the whole, let's make a baby. Didn't they only do it like twice? They had sex more than that. Oh, they just made it seem like it was just the two times. So there was sex on the bathroom floor of the movie theater. So romantic. Oh, all the romance. I need to find me a man like that. For your first time. For my first time. Damn it, I ruined it in the bed. Fuck. I was looking at Carmen Electra, though. Does that count? (laughs) There's a Carmen Electra poster on the ceiling. That's filthy. In a twin bed. Nice. Sleeping double in a twin. Fuck yeah. All right. Oh, we didn't sleep. I went home after that. Fair enough. (laughs) Um, But there was also the the sex that they had after Dee Dee died. Mm -hmm. But they they had they had also continued to have intercourse in between in between that and getting arrested. So I don't know how many times though. Like I really don't care because well, la la la. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to know. Okay, nope, it's gross. Um, after four days, the case was sent to the jury. Jurors had the option of finding Godajohn not guilty or guilty for one of three murder charges: involuntary manslaughter, second degree murder, or first degree murder. After approximately two hours of deliberation, they had returned with the verdict. Godajohn was, in fact, found guilty of first-degree murder and armed criminal action. In February of 2019, he was sentenced to life in prison for the murder conviction, the only possible option since prosecutors declined to seek the death penalty. Godajohn asked uh, Judge David Jones for leniency on the armed criminal action, which carries a minimum sentence of only three years. Now... He said he had fallen, like, this is Nick's words. He had fallen blindly in love with Gypsy. Mm-hmm. That's what it did. I was blinded by the light. Racked up like a douche. <laughs> Stabbed up that douche. Another murder in the night. Blinded by the light. Sorry. I don't buy the blindly in love bullshit because I saw the text messages and he was excited for his... Devil side to come out. What's his name? I forgot the Victor. Victor. Victor the vampire. Oh yeah. The five hundred year cause I'm a vampire. And he likes to kill. Yeah. So fucking quit with your shit, dude. Quit your bullshit. Yeah. Now. So he had, you know, he had tried to say that everything he did, he did for Gypsy, which wasn't wrong, but you still have to be held accountable for your actions he was so incredibly willing to do it he really just was yeah it's not i think that he was um coming okay this is this is my opinion after reading and watching documentary and whatever material i could find based on the fact that nick godajohn had a very unhealthy obsession with bdsm and Mm -hmm. he had a very unhealthy obsession with like death 
decay, destruction, and like rapey shit. And the fact that he had considered raping Dee Dee. And you know what I mean? Like, there's. Yeah, because she was like, I told him he could rape me instead of her. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that there was a lot going on prior to him ever having been encouraged to kill Dee Dee. And I don't think it really took that much encouragement for him to agree. No. And if she convinced him to do all this shit and she takes over like he says, then how was he her master? You know, because there's that part where he's like talking about being her master and he told her, go in the bathroom and get ready. And she says, "Sir, yes, sir, or whatever she yeah. says. Like, as the master, like, I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time having you convince me that you were just so blindly in love that you did whatever she wanted. Because he I, was supposed mm-hmm. to be in charge. So even when you have a discussion um, about the sex that took place after Dee Dee was murdered, he would admit... And did you, dude, those interviews are fucking bonkers because if you watch him, he is so nonchalant and just, well, actually. It's like me telling you about going, like, I went to the grocery store. Yeah. It's and so, I, the motherfuckers, they moved this shit. There was, it used to be here. And now it's, and over, now it's here. over here. And I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> but he's so nonchalant and he's so just matter of fact. And he's like, well, actually. And he loves the word actually, which is fun. (laughs) Actually. Actually. Uh, But he talks about the sex that they had was consensual, but he was in charge. Mm -hmm. And they, finger quote, they pretty much did it all three ways, meaning it was oral, vaginal, and anal intercourse. But that he was in in control. He was in charge. Eh, so whatevs. I have a theory on all this, too, is that he wanted to be her master. But Dee Dee was, Dee Dee was was her master, the master, and so I feel like it was a lot his idea too to get rid of Dee Dee so that he could have his little slave. Well, in the grand scheme of things, I realize that Nick had a very low IQ, but that doesn't mean that a person is incapable of understanding things. Like this person was raised, was conditioned, was groomed. To be subservient for life. Mm-hmm. And I think that she had been playing that, not even playing. She had been in that role for so long that it's like second nature. Yep. So here you have Nick go to John who wants to be the master. He wants to be the boss. And then you have this person that has led a very subservient, very slave-like, you know, master and commander type thing. Yeah, man, that sounds good. When that's what you're looking for and you found somebody that's already been like... The work is done. Yeah, man. You just got to take out the boss. You already broke that horse. Now you just need the title. You got to go find Brazel and you got to kill him (laughs) so you can take over that spot. I'm just saying, you know, and I don't think that you have to be a genius. I don't think you have to have a high IQ to understand that. No, you just have to have a high IQ to realize that you're going to fucking get caught. <laughs> so there's that. at least that. higher than what he had, because apparently in fantasy world, well, we don't get caught for murder. Here's the thing that made me giggle in the, in the end, is that Nick actually asked Gypsy if she had turned off the location 
services when she made that post. Oh no shit. So what the the idiot at the helm had more thought and wherewithal to be like, hey, when you posted that, did you turn off the location services? Like it doesn't say that it was posted from Waukesha, Wisconsin. Right. Like and it and they didn't. It was on. And he's like, well, we should be okay. And I think that that, so he had the mentality of a kid where he's like, meh, nobody will notice. What? They won't look at that. Right. Who looks at that? But he did have, he did know to be like, did you turn that off before you posted that? So is he really a simple human being? Well, by all tests and professional conclusions, yeah, he's, he's mentally deficient. But he's still pretty fucking clever. Mm-hmm. Well, at the end of the day, he received a sentence of 25 years on that charge, which runs concurrent with his life sentence. So, whatevs. Yeah. I mean, homeboy's in. He is in. He is in like Flynn. He ain't never coming out. Mm-hmm. Jones also denied a motion by go to John's lawyer, Dwayne Perry, for a new trial. Perry argued that the jury should never have been allowed to hear that go to John had considered raping Dee Dee the night of the murder. And the state psychologist should not have been allowed to testify while go to John's psychologist should have to establish that he had diminished capacity. The judge in denying that motion conceded that an appeals could find the latter point significant and consider it a reversible error. Hmm. Perhaps. Yeah. In Gypsy's interviews with many news outlets, such as 2020, she divulged a lot of things that she had previously kept quiet. She also admitted to hearing her mother screams the night she was murdered, which she previously denied. Um, before I read this quote, there's a part in the HBO thing. She's like, I'm finally going to sit down and be honest in her cute little tiny voice. I know. I'm finally going to be honest and I'm going to tell the story being honest. This is the first time. And then she even admits to like lying to her lawyers, basically. She's like, I haven't even been completely honest with my attorneys. Yep. I was like, damn, girl. But um, here's her quote. I heard her scream once and there was more screaming, but not like the kind in a horror film, just like a startled scream. And she asked, who was that in the bedroom? And she called out to my name um, about three or four times. At that point, I wanted to go help her so bad, but I was afraid to get up. It's like my body wouldn't move, and then everything just went quiet. She also went on to tell reporters, quote, The only thing I have I had wrong with me is that I have a little bit of a lazy eye. Not all the time, but I have better vision in my left eye than I do in my right eye. That's it. Gypsy said she knew she could walk, but she was convinced by her mother to stay in the wheelchair. She said she wasn't even allowed to walk in their house. This is another quote from Gypsy. I was so young. So me looking up to her so much and just believing she knows best, I didn't question it. It's sad because I think of all the times that I could have been walking around like a normal person, skating, riding bikes and stuff, and I had never done any of that. I've never done any of that. Yeah. That sucks. At Gypsy, okay, so as Gypsy's father ran, uh, all right, let me, hold on, because ranch... Um, that was Rod and Blanche chart. <laughs> so now it's just ranch. I like it. All right. As Gypsy's father, Rod Blanchard, and his wife, Christy, 
poured through documents recovered from Gypsy and Dee Dee's house, a clearer picture started to emerge. Now, Dee Dee had been looking up foundations she could contact and get help from, and this is stuff that Rod Blanchard had found. The foundations that helped Gypsy and Dee Dee and the ABC, ABC News contacted say they all believe Gypsy was sick when they made their donations. Based on the documents recovered from Gypsy's house, it also appeared that on at least one occasion, Dee 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 had forged yet another fake birth certificate. So she had one for 99, or no, not 99, 91, mm-hmm. 95, mm-hmm. and then she had another one that said 99. Oh, damn. Now, here's the thing. Because Gypsy was so small and frail and that high-pitched voice, she was passing for somebody 10 years younger. Well, even now at, what, 24, 23, 24? No, honey. She's like late 20s. She's like 27, 28. Jesus Christ. She could still pass for 17. Oh, younger than that even. Yeah, for sure. Because when I was watching her, I was like, I forgot what her real age was. And then I was like, wait a second. She's 28 right 28. now. Okay. And if you look at her, she like, if you were to take away. Oh, 23 was stuck from sorry. Yeah. So she's 28 years old. She'll be like 32 by the time she gets mm-hmm. old. But if you were to take her and take 30 pounds off of her, 30, 40 pounds off of her, and take all of her hair off, put those big fucking glasses back on she her. She would go 12. She would look 12. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out where I got 23 stuck in my head, but that was because we were just talking about her being 23 when she was, when they thought she was 19, right? Yep. Yeah. So I was like, wait a second, where did, I, where did I get that number? Are you making shit up again? So we've got all of these different birth certificates. And Gypsy would go on to, to explain. There was, a point, there was a point when she stopped asking how old she was because her mom would get upset. So Gypsy didn't even fully understand her age or her date of birth and... There's a quote from Gypsy that said, It was about a good span of time, I want to say between 2001 and 2015, that I wasn't really sure of my age. That's that's not a span of time. That's not even a good span of that's time. That's over a goddamn decade. That is 14, 15 years that you don't even know how old you are. I was like, wait, didn't I turn eight last year too? Uh, fuck, how, how many, many times? times? Goddamn Groundhog's Day. And now she's getting ready to be 29 and she's going to start doing it again. Fuck. Well, but Gypsy's illnesses and the paperwork that may have been fake, the pills and the procedures in her life were real, including multiple gastrointestinal operations, eye surgeries, and even the removal of her salivary glands. Remember that? Yes. Mm -hmm. I still don't understand the whole, the doctors. Like, I want to just go... You you want to yeah you want to reach out to him and be like what exactly did this woman say that was so convincing that was so believable that you went ahead with some of the most invasive surgeries you could possibly do to a person you know and what birthday did she tell him yeah when she went in did she always give the same birthday did she change it was Gypsy just not listening when her mom said what her date of birth was but that's the thing is a lot of the time Gypsy was either medicated Mm -hmm. or those conversations were likely held 
Where she couldn't hear. Where she was not present. The part where she was talking about her feeding tube, she was like, I'd have to go to the emergency room like every six months and they just yank it out and put a new one in. Yeah. I was like, fucking Jesus, how could you do that to your kid? I don't know, dude. God damn. So another quote she said was, the one in my neck was especially painful because I started being allergic to the antibiotics that was trying to make me heal faster. There are certain, yeah, this is her. I had to make sure it was a quote from her before I started. There are certain illnesses that I knew I didn't have. I knew I didn't need the feeding tube. I knew that I could eat and I knew that I could walk. But I did believe my mother when she said that I had leukemia. Leukemia? Leukemia. Because I was taking lots of medications and mom said that they were for cancer and she would shave my hair off and said, it's going to fall out anyway, so let's keep it nice and neat. Mm-hmm. Medical records reviewed by ABC show that Gypsy was treated at least a, at a, by at least 150 different doctors through the years. During a typical appointment, Gypsy said she would play with a doll or a stuffed animal while her mother talked to the doctor. Mom would say, this is a quote from Gypsy, Mom would say, don't talk, just play with your stuffed animal and we'll do something fun after. Um, the one thing that is absolutely common across every single medical record is that Gypsy never spoke, Mike Stanfield said. Every single medical record says, mother reported, mother states, history by mother. Mm-hmm. On the uh, HBO thing, they show him going through this stack, the high, huge stack of fucking papers where every single one says, as as per mother, or quoted by mother, stated by mother, mother says, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that insane? Mm-hmm. <sighs> mother knows best. Oh, God. That's all I can think of, too. Me, too. And they even talked about that in the 2020, about how she her favorite one was Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Through it all, Gypsy said her mother was able to get doctors to believe her, even though Gypsy was healthy, because Dee Dee was very convincing. I suppose. That's, I still, like, I need, I need, I don't need sleep. I need answers. <laughs> right now. Right now. All I really just want to understand, like, I would love, love to have been a fly on the wall, because I want to see how she reported these things and how she conducted herself like her mannerisms her behaviors and the reason i say that is because you know you've got the one doctor remember Mm -hmm. that was like she's not a very good historian she can't recall like even um like general dates and or like a month or year and i think it's because Dee Dee had so much bullshit that she had to write it down. That it, yeah. But even then, she couldn't like, you know. Long story short, thanks to our buddy Stephen David Lampley and some of his books on lying and how to catch liars, which you can go to his webpage and find them or catch them on Amazon. I have read those, <laughs> and now in my line of work, when I'm dealing with certain people, I can very easily look at a human being. And start pinpointing things that are indicative of lives. Lies. Lives. So they're breathing. To the left. (laughs) Yeah. I see something that is indicative of life. (laughs) Your eye is moving. You're (laughs) breathing. So. Your arm just moved. Oh, God. There it is. You're indicative of life. (laughs) So 
I do see a lot of the the behaviors and the mannerisms and things that are indicative of lies. Now, does that necessarily make a person a liar? Maybe, maybe not. But it's a combination of things that will lead you to make a conclusive decision that this person is likely being dishonest. So I would like to have watched Dee Dee and see if there was a combination of things that she was doing that had a trained eye like Stephen David Lampley, Candace DeLong, you know, somebody of that caliber been watching her if they'd have been like, why? That's, that's trash. That's crap. Why you lie? Why you always lying? I think that she would constantly, this is a quote from Gypsy. I think that she was constantly seeking attention for herself because she didn't feel loved. So let's make this baby girl sick so it forever needs you. And that's what I think it's from. Damn. Gypsy said it's fear that kept her from speaking out against the deception or about the deception. She said, I beat myself up all the time, but I have to understand my mind frame back then. I was so afraid of her and afraid of the consequences after. Mm -hmm. She said that... In a quote, it would go into an argument that would last a couple of days, or it could be something where she didn't feed me for two or for two days or so. It started, it started to be physical in 2011. She would hit me with a coat hanger sometimes, but Gypsy never fought back. She always said that she was afraid to. Gypsy said that once she tried to run away, Dee Dee found her a few hours later and severely punished her. There's a a quote from Gypsy that said she physically chained me to the bed and put bells on the doors and told me anybody and told anybody that I probably would have trusted that I was going through a phase and to tell her if I was doing anything behind her back. Mm. So Gypsy, now whether or not Dee Dee had actually gone forward with that, it doesn't matter because Dee Dee had embedded that little mental bomb that time bomb in gypsy's brain now if you remember when Dee Dee had gone in and smashed all of her electronics after she realized that gypsy had been making contact and having a life outside of the house via facebook or whatever mm-hmm. that she was like i will go to the cops i will tell them that you are mentally diminished that you are not in a solid frame of frame of mind nobody's gonna believe you they'll just bring you back they'll just bring you back well when you get to a point where you're being physically contained you've been um chained and or strapped to a bed bells have been placed on your door like jesus fuck mommy dearest yeah um And then she goes and says, I'm going to tell everybody that you're going through a phase. And if you're doing anything behind my back, if there's anything, howsomever, howsomever, that that looks questionable, they're going to tell me before you have a chance to do more. Because I've now put it all on you. Yes. You are the crazy one, not me. So did Dee Dee actually go forth and tell people whether it was the neighbors or, you know, their friends, what few friends they had, whatever, whatever. Did she actually go and tell these people, hey, Gypsy's going through a phase or Gypsy has been doing this? I don't know. But Gypsy thought she had. Right. And she probably hadn't. I, would, I don't know. I don't know. I, but what, 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 that was my fucking Skrillex. <laughs> Squee! It was like a boat when you just start the engine. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
how how was Dee Dee going to pose that to people? How was she going to present that to people? Oh, hey, by the by, my daughter is going through a phase where she actually thinks she's 21 and she's been getting up out of her wheelchair and walking around and sneaking off. Like, how she just exactly? keeps walking around and I'm like, girl, you've got muscular dystrophy. You can't be walking. So I don't know how she was going to present that to people in a manner that did not reveal too much and wasn't very telling. Could she have been like, you know what, Gypsy's going through a phase, she's wanting more and more independence, it's just not safe, she tries to leave the house, I'm afraid she's going to fall out of her chair, if you see or hear anything, now that, that would be believable, would it? Wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. You would think? I don't yeah. know. Um, but it never crossed her mind to stand up out of the chair to expose Dee Dee's fraud. Gypsy said, because she was afraid of her mother and the consequences that could follow. So instead of planning an elaborate escape, she planned a murder. A murder. Gypsy seems to show remorse over her mother's death when she recounts the last night they spent together. They had an argument, but they reconciled. They painted their nails dark pink. Before going to bed, Dee Dee said, quote, I'm starting to feel more relaxed. Don't hurt me. How eerie is that? I don't like that at all. Because how is the 80, how many pounds did she weigh? Gypsy was like, uh, she was like 100 pounds or less. Yeah. So how. Dee was a bigger woman. Yeah. How is this little gal going to hurt you? Well, you must have had something. You must have had a little bit of. There must have been. There must have been something. Whether it was behaviors or, you know. Yeah. Whatever. But for Dee Dee, who, you know, like I said, she used benzos, you know, she was taking anti-anxiety meds, whether it was Xanax, Valium, um, and it was said that she also used sleep um, medications. So for a person, which, how, this is why when I've had people be like, well, how did she not? Excuse me. How did she not know that Gypsy was getting up in the middle of the night? Well, when you take an Ambien and a whole bar of Xanax. You don't wake up through much. Like, you're not going to hear an 80-pound chick get up and wander about. And especially when they're trying to be quiet. Now, I have taken Ambien a handful of times. Um, I know that you slip into a small coma. And I've taken Valium or Xanax a handful of times. If I take Xanax, don't, even if it's just a little bit, don't, do not fucking ask me for nothing. Um, So yeah, she's taking these medicines. She's like feeling all relaxed and she's clearly about to dive into her deep, deep sleep. And that's the last thing she says. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Gypsy might be a sociopath too. In the opening scene of the documentary, a detective tells Gypsy that her mom is dead. This part is... So weird. It really is. Um, she she acts like she doesn't like she's in disbelief and confusion and starts to cry, but the detective knows that she's lying. Um, and she says, you, "Gypsy says, you think that it's me? Why would you think that it's me? Because she's like, they're like, we need to talk to you about your mother, and she's like, okay." Yeah. Like, all happy, and they're like, well, she's dead, and she's like, wait, what? 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 Yeah. She's not even a very good actress about it either. She's like, what? Wait, what? Yeah. It's, 
Uh, you would think, one would think, that after all these years of pretending and acting that she would be better at it. But maybe that's just because she had a lot of practice or she had somebody coaching her. Because when she like fake clutches or like covers her mm-hmm. mouth in disbelief, you're just like, bitch, stop it. I don't believe you. Not No way. Not no how. Stop. Gypsy's sign of sociopathy may have sociopathy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was awesome. May have something to do with the way she was raised for her whole life. She doesn't have the link doesn't have a language beyond manipulation and retaliation, says reporter Michelle Dean, right before we see Gypsy in the back of the sheriff's office telling the detective over and over that she didn't have anything to do with her mother's death. It would seem obvious that Gypsy would inherit her mother's ability to lie, manipulate, and deceive. Just like mama. Just like a mother. But what will become of our young Gypsy Rose? Yes, what will become of our young Gypsy Rose? When I saw her dad, I was like, damn, that's not what I thought he was going to look like. He's actually quite attractive. I would have snatched that motherfucker up too. Like he, I think what I really like about her dad is that he is Louisiana through and through. Mm -hmm. The... The way he speaks, his accent, like what he does, how he is. Homeboy is 100% kunas. Yeah. But he's, even for, like, I don't give a shit, yo. He is sex. Uh-huh. That dude is good looking. Yeah. I Yeah. I, yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yep. The family that remains for Gypsy has rallied in her favor, to support her while she's serving her sentence. Her father, Rod, says that he finally has a relationship with his daughter now that Dee Dee is dead. He says that he doesn't blame his daughter for the actions that she took and said that Gypsy has been punished enough. They disagree with the 10-year sentence. Now, Claude and Laura Petrie, um, the father and stepmother of Dee Dee, said that Dee Dee had deserved her fate. They knew that Dee Dee was evil. Ultimately, none of her family, this is like full circle fucking comeuppance, all right? And I am a big person with you reap what you fucking sow. Now, that being said, I am a person that like, you need to be accountable for your actions, okay? Whether somebody else dishes it out or you man up and take it your fucking self, all right? Yeah. But I am a big person with... Fucking karma is a real thing and it will get you. I have learned the hard way. Now, that being said, none of Dee Dee's family would pay for her funeral. When the funeral home in Missouri finally cremated Dee Dee's body to get, I mean, fuck. At, they're like, why are we still storing this hefty Nobody hoe? Nobody wants it. It takes up so much room. <laughs> <laughs> so they cremated her. And they did it really just to get rid of the body, okay? They were like, okay, nobody's going to pay to have the body prepared. Nobody's going to pay to have a service or anything. All right, fine. Burn it. Put it in a box. So they did. Well, they sent the cremains to Louisiana to her family, and they flushed her down the shitter. None of them wanted her. They were like, fuck this bitch. True story. If I'm lying, I'm fucking dying. They, like, why did you pay the shipping to send this bitch to me? They didn't. They were like, so the whole family, and when you watch this interview, okay? You have to. It, it, you do, because it's amazing. Like, if I could pull it up, like, hold on. I just want to see if I can find it really quick on YouTube. Like, the way that they say it, because they are 
coon ass. They, they, they is from Bayou. I can put a clip of it in too. Yeah. She got what she deserved. And all the, all the brothers and sisters don't care about Didi no more. Didi? Gypsy, uh, she got cremated. She said, what you want me to do with the ashes? Everybody said, oh, I don't want her. I don't want her. Flushing. I don't flush that in the toilet. <laughs> her sister said, flush that in the toilet. She said, we're going to bring that in mama's room, make her mask and everything. I said, you gonna, you going to pay for it? I'm not paying for it. You're going to get that. They said, we can't afford it. She said, flush it in the toilet. Flush it in the toilet. Flush that in the toilet. I love, love. So the cousin to Dee Dee, the nephew, or no, cousin to Gypsy, Are the you nephew. single nephew? The nephew to Dee Dee, Bobby. Yo. Bobby Boucher is I fucking sexy. see you. I see you. With your I'll pretty take, fucking olive skin. Yeah, mm. Right? God. I'll take the dad or the... I, I'm just saying, like, what they have a special ingredient for sexy in yeah. Louisiana. Like, go find yourself a coon ass. Louisiana something. Louisiana fast? Fast. <laughs> Are they? Are you? I couldn't think of the word. I don't know Whatever. why fast wasn't coming to brain, my brain. I'm fucking eating good in the neighborhood. Wow, yeah. But that, that is like when they're like, um, so they are a very superstitious bunch. And that, by the by, that's a very Southern thing. And I'm not going to oh, get yeah. into that. But when they were like, you going to bring that into mama's room and make her mad? No, you flushed that down the toilet. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So they get her cremains, and they are now in a septic tank, or they have been flushed into a sewer system. They're in the ocean. All drains lead to the ocean. With Nemo. Gypsy is serving her sentence as we speak at Missouri's Chillicothe Correctional uh, Center. She admits that not a day goes by where she doesn't miss her mother. And all I can hope is wherever she is, that she still loves me in some small way, Gypsy said in tears. And I want her to know that I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Gypsy had said that she thought her mother would have been the perfect mother for somebody who had actually been sick. She's right. She's I not really, wrong there. I really feel like Dee Dee would have been the perfect mother for somebody that genuinely needed that kind of care. But even that is a pretty sick thought when you think about it. Well, sick thoughts. While we're on sick thoughts, she says, I feel like I'm free in prison uh, than living with my mom because now I'm allowed to live like a normal woman. And that's mm-hmm. what she said. January 4th, 2018, um, and a 2020 interview. Like, if that's not fucked up, well, and she said all kinds of stuff, like she would rather live in prison than with her mom. I think I already mentioned that, but Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Rod Blanchard is less than scathing, I'm sorry, is less scathing than Dee Dee's family when it comes to her crimes, saying that she was a sick person. That her web of lies was like a tornado. No escaping it now. Rod and his wife, Christy, have stated that when Gypsy is released, she will come home to Louisiana and stay with them until she gets on her feet. Gypsy is currently working on getting her GED and getting some much-needed therapy for the years of abuse that she has suffered. I think we can all agree that it's going to take years for her to untangle this mess in her head and gain some footing into adulthood. That's, that's a big fucking jump right there. It is going to be, and I don't know if somebody is going to be able to unass mm. 
everything in her brain. I, I don't know, man. It's going to be like, we'll talk about it more in a second. Gypsy Rose is now 27 years old and she will be up for parole in 2023. 28, technically. Uh, Sorry, my bad. 20, I didn't math 20, it. 20, I think she's 27, 28. Um, she is currently engaged to be married to a man named Ken that started writing to her after the documentary. The couple have decided to wed while she was in prison. They had previously said that they would wait until her release, but it appears they have changed their mind. And the couple had one breakup that lasted a few hours, calling off their engagement, but reconciled within a couple of hours. Didn't she learn the first time about meeting someone? About, yeah. Maybe it wasn't online, but it's the same goddamn thing. But you know. Maybe don't collect boyfriends from online. For real. I did that once. Same. That's dangerous. Like, that's sketchy. Don't do it. None. None. Don't do it. None for Gretchen Wieners. Nope. Well, the family spokesperson and the owner to the rights of Gypsy's story slash life, her name is Fancy Maselli, describes the Blanchard's previous relationship with Go to... Blanchard's previous relationship with Godijan is unhealthy and it was a desperate act. Like, the way that she worded it, she was like, it was an act of desperation. She says that Gypsy's current relationship is one of both mutual love and respect. She is a 27-year-old. She deserves to be in love and she deserves to have somebody who cares about her, says Fancy. He's just there for her. And what about our strange little Prince Charming? The McDonald's masturbator the bd it was just an itch it was a crotch itch i was really scratching it our little bdsm beast beast that's Go why to... he's got an itch he's got <laughs> fleas fuck it's a flea <laughs> he was quoted as saying no child should ever have to be raised that way my heart goes out to her for that i would have done it again i might have done it differently but i would have done it again i couldn't see gypsy suffer anymore I mean, I'm not, I, I, I agree. I think in a way, I don't know about murder, but I, well, the, I think the one thing that is kind of telling about Nick when he says, I would have done it again. I may have done it differently, but I would have done it again. That's kind of all you really need to know. About the, I was blindly in love. Yeah. Was he blindly in love? Could have been. But when he was like, I couldn't see her suffer anymore. That's sweet. But instead of murdering Didi, you could have been like, I would have sent somebody. I could have gotten help. I could have told people. I could have shared screenshots. I could have, you know what I mean? No, he dipped back into, I'd have killed her again. I'd have done a little different, but I'd have done it again. And yeah, instead of exposing her for, for right. what she we're, really we're, was. We're going to fucking, we're going to use murder. That seems reasonable. So, in yeah. Nick's first interview since receiving his life sentence, he recalls the time with Gypsy leading up to the murder as magical. He was quoted as saying, that was, man, probably the best days of my life. I mean, that's the only way I can describe it. I enjoyed every second of it. Those five days where I was physically with Gypsy Rose, those five days were the most intense, magical, and awe-inspiring days I've ever had. 
Okay. Poor little buddy. Yeah. Blinded by the light. <laughs> For real. Um, he went on to say, from the very beginning, I just knew we were soulmates. I was going to get a job and start looking for an apartment. I'd probably end up marrying her and having children with her. That's something I've never had with somebody else. I've never had it ever. And to this day, she's the only one I've had it with. Although Nick has no possibility for the for parole, he's still optimistic. There is something better waiting for me. There's a better verdict waiting for me, he's, he says. He was shocked when the guilty verdict was initially dropped, but said that he knew it was coming. While some... Sorry. Well, sorry about that. Sorry. While some think the gypsy sentence is too light, others call it too harsh. And the same can be said for our little... Little Nicky. Our little Nicky. <laughs> Not me. This dude. What do you guys think? Well, if you guys would like to take a moment to send anything to Gypsy, um, or if it's, you know, you guys want to write her a letter, you, anything like that, you can write to Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Uh, That's her number. <clears throat> yeah. Her prisoner ID is 130-2048. She is at Chillicothe Correctional Center, 3151 Lytton Road in Chillicothe, Missouri, Six four six zero one, and you spell that C H I L L I C O T H E, Missouri, Missouri, Missouri. So that brings us to the end of Gypsy Rose and the Munchausen Mommy Murder. In the meantime, I don't know, like stay cool, fuckers, and uh, stay, stay out, out of chalk lines. lines. Goodbye. Your family, from your Slidell to where my family came from. It's pretty-